Welcome to Women Beyond a Certain Age. Producer Cindy here, sitting in for Denise as she wanders around Italy without us. This is part two of our chat with Stephanie Hirsch. Enjoy the show. Now answer me this. You need to tell people that after, so Julia has passed on, you decide just a little tiny move to New Zealand. Yeah, well, I had the, a couple of years before, Julia was supposed to be the patron saint of the first year of a culinary expo called Savor New Zealand. And she was supposed to be their keynote speaker and everything was on track. And then about a month before she was in California and she got a blood clot in her leg and they did not want her to fly. And we went round and round and round and round with the organizers. And finally, the conclusion that we came to, which was much to my amazement, was that I would go and represent Julia at this conference. And we did. And then we did a sort of live remote um, feed for a couple of things where she came on with voice because they didn't have the technology of doing Julia on video at the time. But at any rate, um, I made heaps of friends when I was there. So when Julia passed, a lot of them contacted me and said, come here and clear your head before you figure out what you're going to do next. And I thought, well, that's a really good idea. So I went for what was meant to be a one month vacation. And I was sitting at a cafe on High Street and a bus went by and on the back of the bus, it said, thinking of a career change. (laughs) I thought, yes. And so I called the number and I ended up enrolling in the Christchurch College of Education to get my teaching degree to teach primary school or elementary school, because I had been teaching it at college level. I was teaching at Santa Barbara City College and it was, it was fun. But when you teach adults, even with adult ed classes, and you would know this, you show them, okay, this is how you hold a pastry bag. This is what the star tip can do. Now you go hold your pastry bag and use your star tip and adults do exactly what you showed them. Children just take the technique and go wild. And so you get all of this fantastic creative energy from children. And I thought, I want to teach kids. I want to, I want to think outside the box. So anyway, so I ended up moving to New Zealand. I, I love it. I love it. And I'm, and I just spent two years because of COVID and the lockdown of New Zealand with the borders. I ended up being back in the U S for two years and now I'm totally convinced that where I want to be is New Zealand. So I, I had some doubts, but now I'm absolutely certain that New oh, Zealand okay. is. Yeah. Stephanie, I've only been there once. I went when I was teaching in Sydney in Australia, taught a food styling class for three or four days. And at that time, you know, the famous queen of New Zealand, Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was the... Uh, See, I should know her last name. I've known her forever, but I can't think of her last name at the moment. Her husband's name is Murray. Anyway, (laughs) she was the, you know, the executive editor of Cuisine for a million years in New Zealand. Well, she said to me, Denise, there's a pretty little school. Come and teach a one-day class. She really organized it. Well, I went. We had a wonderful class. But the thing was, is then we stayed for two days at her beach house, and she took me over you know, outside of Auckland, I saw the farmers, I saw who made the butter, I saw the lammies, and, and the, 
I saw these one open air um, museums. I saw some, it's what I don't know if people don't know, New Zealand is pristine. Mm -hmm. You're so careful with your borders. You walk along a beach for four miles in New Zealand and there isn't a piece of garbage. No one would dare spit something on the beach it's pristine and it's a beautiful beautiful country and i get why you want to stay there and how <laughs> lovely that you want to stay there yes yes and and i like the politics here too i think our prime minister is brilliant Good. and the one before her was brilliant and the one before him was brilliant and so yeah <laughs> it makes all it good so how did you decide so you, i know you taught for a while you made i also you you did like and by the way it's lorraine jacobs thank you god I Thank you. <laughs> Stephanie, since you last saw me physically, I've lost a lot of brain power. I don't know how to say it. I'm <laughs> 70 years old and the words just don't come like they used to, okay? That's okay. They just don't, they don't. Lorraine Jacob, I've only known her for like 20 years, but she won't listen to this podcast anyway, so we're safe. Now listen to me. <laughs> so I remember you were working at the theater too. You you worked yes. on costume and sets. I mean, you were, you found a new life there. You really yes. spilled right in and you bought a house. Yes. Yep. All right. Now, how did you make the leap to all of a sudden going back into food into Oceana? Well, when I, when I got my teaching degree here, I went into something called food technology, which is what home ec evolves into if given the chance. So I was teaching at primary school level and I was teaching, I was teaching food technology. So I never really left Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Good. So, but I, I had been mostly doing what they call relieving teaching, which is substitute teaching. And then I landed a brilliant job and I had a grand time for um, uh, two years on that contract and the contract ended and they didn't renew. And I was totally gutted. I loved the kids. I loved the school. I loved my colleagues. For whatever reason, they didn't renew the contract. And I thought, this is a sign that I should be (laughs) I should be doing something else with myself. So what do you do when you're not sure what you're supposed to do? You go to Google and I put in travel, teach, cooking. And up came all these cruise lines. I had never even thought about teaching on a cruise line. It never even occurred to me that that was an option. I don't think, you know, when I was at culinary school, it wasn't an option. There's this not something that was out there. So I did zero research and I mean zero research. <laughs> I sent out about 500 resumes with cover letter that said, I'm wonderful, hire me, here's my resume. And, um, and I heard from about 100 almost right away saying thanks, but no thanks. And then I, I never heard from some. And then I heard from several that said, wow, great resume, wish that we could hire you, but we don't have any openings. And then I had two that said, wish we could hire you, don't have any openings, but please keep in touch. Oh, so wow. Every month for almost, oh, a little over a year, I sent an email saying, just keeping in touch, just keeping in touch. And then just out of the blue, I noticed on Facebook that Claudine Pepin had been named the godmother of Serena, one of the ships of Oceania. And again, because I had done zero research on this, (laughs) I had no idea that, you know, so anyway, I, I sent her a wee message that said, so if you're, if you're the, the godmother of Serena, do you get a fairy godmother wand? Because that's pretty cool. Ha ha, you know, no, I don't. 
And then I said, well, you know, you're with a cruise line that I've been in contact with for over a year. Is there any way that you could find out for me who it is that I should be dealing with? Because I don't think I'm dealing with the right person. I'm just going around in circles and all I want is a name. And so she said, I'll, I'll ask daddy, which was what I was hoping she would say. And then the very next day, I got a phone call from the lady that I had been corresponding with saying, we have a ship that's coming to New Zealand next week, and we'd like to set up an interview. And I said, okay. And I thought, wow, that was quick. And then about a week after that, I got a text back from, um, from Claudine saying the person that you need to talk to is. So I don't know if it was just one of those things that if, you know, if I hadn't said anything, it still would have happened. Or if Jacques started asking and word got around that I was asking or that's, whatever it was, but everything was big old circle of life, honey. That's just that's, you're in the right spot. My God, for the years that you've known Jacques and Claudine, yeah. that was just a big old circle of life that was supposed to happen. That, and, well, that was it. So yeah, so there, there it was. And, um, and it's funny because one of the classes that we teach on board ship is a Jacques Pepin technique class. And over Christmas, Jacques and Claudine and her husband, Roly and their daughter, Shori, came on board ship, not for a Jacques Pepin cruise, but just as incognito as incognito you can get yeah. um, <laughs> uh, guests on the ship. And so they came for the Christmas cruise. And of course, he gave a talk and, a you know, did a little cooking demo and stuff. But I pulled him aside and I said, Jacques, I'm supposed to teach this class about your techniques. Can you come and watch and tell me if I'm doing it right? (laughs) And he was so cute. He told me I did it better than he did. (laughs) Oh, how cute. How darling, Stephanie. How darling. Now, where, where, where have you been so far on this cruise? Because I see you. I, I follow you on Facebook. So I know when you're in Barcelona. I know when you're here. I know when you're there. Where are you going to next? Well, I, I fly out again. I fly out to Barcelona and I've got two 10-day cruises around the Mediterranean. And then I think we're supposed to circle the Greek islands and then I'm not sure what's going to happen because the ship that I'm meant to, I'm supposed to change ships and get on a ship that is meant to be in the Baltic. Um, Now I know we won't be stopping in St. Petersburg, but I cannot imagine anybody in their right mind wanting to sail around the Baltic with things politically the way it is right now. That I may be wrong. There may be people that are perfectly happy to to still go to all those countries, um, which is great because I love the Baltic. And so I will be very happy to go to Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania and, um, and Finland. And yeah, so, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's been really interesting because I got on board ship last year in October after a long time of not being on and the staff and the crew were not allowed off the ship and the guests were only allowed off if they went on a ship arranged excursion because they had to contact trace and be very careful about, the COVID stuff. So there I would be on deck 12 looking out at Monte Carlo or Barcelona or wherever and, and, and just taking photos from the, from the deck. And then of course, when the, we got to the winter months, we crossed the Atlantic and then looped around and around and around in the Caribbean. And I couldn't care less that I couldn't get off the ship because although the Caribbean is beautiful, 
I don't need to see another Diamonds International. <laughs> so, and and the problem with beaches is, and you, I mean, I, I'm just too old for this because as a kid, I loved it. But you go to the beach and then for months, you got sand everywhere. <laughs> I have to tell you, this is, and this can be, you, you've hit the right uh, tone with me, younger lady than me. I loved the beach when I was a young woman. You couldn't keep me off of it. I had bathing suits, cover-ups. I got brown as a bear. I loved it. I'm not sure when it started to change, okay? But the last time Kenny and I, maybe in our, my, right at 60, we went to the most gorgeous resort that he plays these fancy golf courses at in Hawaii. I put on my bathing suit. I went down to the sand. I thought, geez, it's sandy down here. Then when I was in the water, I thought, geez, these waves are kind of throwing me around. Then I thought those fucking kids are so noisy and one thing after another. And I realized that my beach bunny years had passed. And honey, I'm the same way. And of course, the years that I did Holland America, I loved it when they sent me to Europe. I loved it when they sent me to Asia. I loved it when they sent me to some place that had some culture. But when right. I love Bermuda, which is gorgeous, and I love the Bahamas stuff, but Stephanie, I was the same way. Mm. I don't want a boat drink, and I'm not going to the beach. So I would right. try to find a museum in town and take a little tour of that because right. I know. How much beautiful blue water can you see? <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it from on the ship. You don't need to get off, so it's fine. Well, it was interesting, though, because this time we uh, we started, in, we normally do hands-on classes, which is awesome. Gotcha. But because of COVID, mm. when, when we were in Europe, we were fine. But when we got to U.S. waters, they told us we needed a special variance, and we applied for it, but they hadn't, they hadn't come through. So we went to demo only. Got it. But we did the demo only in small groups. So we only had 12 people at a time for the demo only. It wasn't like in the big theater. Got it. it was close up and personal. And the way that our classes are arranged are usually, they're either based on an ingredient, they're based on a technique, or they're based on a location. So when we're in the Caribbean, we do a lot of seafood classes, and we do, you know, we do um, that sort of, or we do like a lemon class or that, that sort of thing. But one of the classes that we have is something called 1493. So 1493 is, 1492 is when Columbus accidentally found the Americas. Yes. But 1493 is when he on purpose came back. And that's when the exchange of new world, old world stuff happened. And I really now like like the connection of that to the Caribbean. And I didn't have it before because when you're teaching hands-on cooking, it's here's the onion, here's how to cut the onion, go cut the onion. Okay, now that you've cut the onion, here's how to cook the onion, go cook your onion. Okay, now here's how to cut the pepper. So you're focusing on that and then you sprinkle in little bits of information. When you're doing demo, it's here's all this great information. And by the way, this is a recipe that illustrates it. Yes. And so- by turning the tables on 1493 and making it be about the story instead of about the recipe, uh, we, I started to talk about things like um, sweet potatoes and peppers. And, and I, you know, with my crazy theater background, I, I picture, well, first of all, Christopher Columbus really came in search of black peppercorns. That was the whole point because that was the in vogue spice back then. 
and the Ottoman Empire had the monopoly on the, the trading of it, and they were charging too much money. And so Spain and France and Portugal and a bunch of other countries tried to circumvent the Ottomans to go get a cheaper way. So you could just picture Columbus with this handful of black peppercorns because he wasn't sure he could speak the language. And he shows up in Jamaica and shows them this and they give him all spice. <laughs> so he knows perfectly well that that is not black peppercorns, but he says, okay, fine, you know, but you can picture him going back and there's Queen Isabella sitting on her throne and naming things, you know, so he shows her the yellow tomatoes and she names them Pomodoro, which is um, a golden apple. And, um, and she, she wanted to name um, the capsicum, she wanted to name them peppers, but the Ottomans wouldn't let her because they said it'd be too confusing with their pepper. So that's why it became chili pepper and capsicum pepper and all of those different things. But she named allspice Jamaican pepper, which is quite interesting too. But I just, you know, picture her sitting on her, oh, I would like to do that. Yes, I'm going to call that potato, <laughs> whatever it is that she named these things. So, but anyway, so, so it gives the Caribbean a whole new light. Good. Now, listen. I know you're going to head out to sea again soon, but when you come back from I mean, the next time you're home, I hope you will come back and be a guest again, because I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I would love it. That would be great. If people want to reach out to Stephanie, as always, when we, when Cindy broadcasts the podcast, uh, there will be information about how to see Stephanie's classes on Oceana. There will be Stephanie's Facebook page if you want to follow Stephanie. She is not she is not an avid Facebooker. You get a little bit of Facebook for a week or two and then she's gone again. But you get <laughs> I watch you. But at least you get to see some of where she is, which is absolutely fabulous. Honey, I cannot thank you enough. Well, I have to ask you one more question, Stephanie, of all the stuff, because we barely touched on this. I mean, I've been with Stephanie where we've been driving, where she told me Julia Child stories that I, they're golden. But if, if you now with some time behind you, Stephanie, what do you think's the biggest lesson that Julia taught you? If you just, if you could pick one. Yep, I can, I can answer that because I've given it lots of thought. And the answer is... It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Oh, God, in this world, is that more important than ever? <laughs> right. But, don't, you know, Julia, don't you think that that pretty much oh. sums her? The first time, and this was, Stephanie, before I met you, the first time I ever, I was, something was happening with the newspaper, and we, they were doing an article on Julia, and the editor said to me, call her. And just make sure we've got this right. I was the food stylist for this little newspaper, you know, one day a week. It was not hardly a job. And the thing that I'll never forget is I called the number. Then also she'd been a member of this uh, Southern California Culinary Guild that we that I became <clears throat> the president of. That's right. Wow. I, yeah, that's right. All four people voted and I won. <laughs> And they just didn't want the position, huh? That's right. <laughs> How dare you? You're correct. But I called Julia's number and she answered her own phone. Mm -hmm. Julia. And also, I agree. And, you know, Stephanie, this is something in the difference in time changes. That was true of Irina Chalmers, Ann Willen, Julia yep. 
child. I, we could go down the list of women that had written 20 cookbooks that had won awards that had been on television. They answered their own phones. And if you were a new kid, or if you had a question, they answered it. It was not. That's right. And they encouraged you. That's right. And yeah. they helped you by yes. giving you somebody's name exactly like Claudine saying, oh, I'll find the correct name for you. I mean, my whole career in the beginning of my career was because somebody gave me a help. Somebody right. said, here, I can put you in touch with so-and-so. I can put you in touch with, oh, oh, I know Marcella Hassan. And you'd kind of sit there and think, really? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it was... It was wonderful. And you're, that's a wonderful comment. And we will, I thank you, Stephanie, because it's true. And you know what? You're pretty nice too. <laughs> Thanks. So are you. <laughs> I, I do all right. Now, let me tell you, thank you so much. I have to thank Cindy as always. Cindy, of course, as people know, and if they don't, they should. Cindy keeps the train on the tracks because without Cindy, God knows where I'd be. But, and, this is, <laughs> and that's always been the case. That's not it's new. It's always been the case. Didn't people know that? I mean, what are people stupid? But I'll tell you the example today, Stephanie, I swear, when we, Stephanie is in New Zealand now, which is why we did a one long one, a one long podcast, um, because to try to figure out the timing again would have been impossible for my <laughs> tiny, drunken old pea brain. So that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Miss Stephanie, thank you for everything. I wish you the best. If people want to reach out to us, it's, you know, they contact us at womanbeyond at icloud.com. Our Facebook page is Women Beyond a Certain Age. Our website is womenbeyondacertainage.com. We're getting our money's worth out of Women Beyond a Certain Age. <laughs> So thank you, Stephanie, and safe travels. And we're going to talk to you again when you come back for your next your next jaunt to New Zealand. Great. Thank you so much. It was truly my pleasure. Oh, pleasure. Bye, Miss Cindy. Goodbye, Stephanie. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.